Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Well, greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Last week we were sharing the testimony of an attorney who felt the call of God and left his practice to serve the Lord in Zimbabwe. Brother and sister Lalsi continue to serve there, and I encourage your prayers for them as they seek to break the bread of life in that part of the world. Today I want to celebrate with you two special days. It's both Father's Day and Juneteenth. Father's Day, more widely celebrated and more generally known. Juneteenth, not so well. Juneteenth, the celebration of the day when slaves in Texas got the word that for over two years they had officially been free, but Texas as a holdout, Southern Confederacy still enslaved them. And then when they Proclamation was read on June the 19th, 1865. Those who were former slaves celebrated the freedom that come their way. Even so, the freedom was, the freedom was limited. They had to remain, as it were, in slavery by their slave masters, except that there were some limited, limited freedoms. They no longer were forced to work for no wages. They were, in fact, indentured slaves for a while. And over the years, step by step, piece by speak, piece by piece, these freedoms, these expressions of that liberation have been claimed, beginning way back with the 13th Amendment and up until today, the involvement continues. And I want to say today that the fact of slavery and subsequent racial discrimination is not attached to any one political party, nor are the breakouts from it credited to either Republicans or Democrats. Abraham Lincoln, who fought the Civil War and who declared independence for slaves, limited though it had been was a Republican. So the black emancipation experience has come from both sides of the fence. Lyndon Johnson, a Democrat, signed the Civil Rights Act of 1964. But let's go back. Ronald Reagan declared Martin Luther King Day during his presidency, a Republican. Let's look back to the 30s. President Roosevelt signed the Social Security Act that and not not enables people of all races 
to benefit from a wonderful retirement measurement, measured though it be, a retirement package upon which some individuals and families depend wholly for their retirement benefits or their disability benefits. So the, the emancipation comes from both ends. Today we might think differently, but bear in mind history supports the fact that emancipation and the progressive liberation of people has straddled the aisle, the political aisle. Thank God for what's happening today. Unfortunately, I admit that in most evangelical churches today, there'll be no mention of Juneteenth. It's passed over. Oh, sometimes we get declarations and celebrations of things like St. Patrick's Day. Because, don't forget, there was a time when Irish people in the United States were persona non grata in the employment world. Inasmuch as there were employ employment advertisements which said no blacks need apply or whites only need apply, there was also an era in which Irish people were discriminated against. Time and time again, the advertisement said Irish need not apply. But as time went on and they assimilated, you couldn't identify them differently from a person from London or Germany. With black people, it was different. We were always easy to spot. But thank God, thank God, there are laws and movements that have made these differences. While my program is not a political platform, it has never been and will never be. I need to deal with and identify and recognize the practicalities of our day. And I need to challenge the church of Jesus Christ to open its arms. I'm, I'm talking about the white church, the black church, the Spanish church, the Chinese church, to all recognize that we are all part and parcel of a wonderful community called disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. And to challenge black churches and white churches whose doors seem just slightly ajar to embrace the other side. My experience in America has led me to conclude that I need to open my heart to people of every nationality, racial group, ethnicity, and whether I fellowship with a church that's predominantly Caucasian or a church is predominantly African, I need to be a, a change agent, a, a source of blending. That has been part of what God called me to when I entered the United States way back in the early 60s. And I continue to feel that way. And I encourage you to break down the barriers between the races because the family of God is one. The Church of Jesus Christ considers its launching pad to have been the day of Pentecost in the first century of the Christian era. And that was a multi-racial congregation. People said, I hear them speaking 
this good news, this gospel message in the language of the land in which I was born. And there were people from North Africa and from Greece and from Palestine. It was a multiracial atmosphere. And the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back for a multiracial church. Which leads me to the thoughts I want to close today's broadcast with. The Lord Jesus, as he spoke to his Jewish disciples and whoever else among them, whether they were Jew or Gentiles, he promised them that he would return. And he isn't returning for a black church. He isn't returning for a Chinese church. He isn't returning for an, a Caucasian church. He's returning for the church, the body of Christ, made up of every kindred, tongue, and nation. In John's Gospel, chapter 14, the Lord Jesus Christ promised he was coming again. And included in that part of this last long talk on his way to be arrested and found guilty in a court that wasn't real and crucified in my place and yours, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house so many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. In that small, short passage of three verses, Jesus calms our fears. He says, let not your heart be troubled. That's in verse 1. And I believe if ever there was a time in which the people of God needed to have the reassurance that Jesus is with us, the Holy Spirit of God is with us, it is today. It's a troubled world, a restless world, a cold, calculating, demanding, angry world. And Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. He calms our fears. He calms our fears. The second part of that verse says, you believe in God? Believe also in me. I am the son of the living God. He claims our faith. Let me ask you today, is your faith in the political system? Is your faith in being a Democrat, a Republican? Or is your faith exceeding all of those because you are anchored in the rock and you hear the Lord Jesus saying, believe in God, believe also in me. He says, we must come to him. We're saved by grace through faith for all eternity. And this second, third part of this little talk with Jesus had was, he says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. He says, I'm going and I'm coming back. He certifies our future. Are you certified in Jesus? Is your future secure because you came to the end of yourself and you embraced the Lord Jesus? Friend, there is nothing out there that will take you across the corridors of time and into eternity that is as secure as faith in Jesus Christ. I know, I know that this is not a popular idea. 
In fact, I know that the idea of the hope of the return of Jesus Christ is ridiculed by the secular media. It's declared a thing of the past. It's said to have been for the first century or earlier. My friend, it is for today. The gospel is as fresh today as it was in the beginning of time. For God planned this redemption long before time. And so let me ask you today to encourage, to, I want to encourage you to let Jesus calm your fear, claim your faith, and certify your, certify your future. If you will do that, Jesus Christ will bring you the peace that comes from to all those, to all those who trust in him. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I don't have a gospel geared for today. The gospel I have is the same as it was yesterday, is today, and will be for tomorrow. So I encourage you to let the Jesus Christ of yesterday, the Jesus Christ of today, the Jesus Christ of tomorrow, claim your faith. Trust him. He brings peace beyond our reckoning. He brings joy beyond our capacity to understand. Ask him into your life today. We want to pick this up again next week. Talk some more about the coming of the Lord Jesus. Till then, this is Audley McLean, praying that Jesus will become Lord in your life. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Amen.